0: Welcome to the In Awe Podcast, where we amplify women and empower a community through the mission and their message. I am your host, Sarah Johnson, English teacher and school principal turned author and entrepreneur, living my own leap of faith on a mission to teach masses. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook at PatSarahsa Johnson. Be sure to subscribe to the In awe Podcast so you can join me each week as I feature women who will leave us all in awe of their impact on our world. Welcome back to the Anna Podcast. We are in our final interview for the month of August 2023 in this awesome series on mentorship. I'm so excited to share this episode with you today. Jill Maras is Married to her high school sweetheart, she's a mom of five and a Gaga of three. She's a former special ed teacher, a high school special ed coordinator, a high school assistant principal, and a high school principal. Jill is a graduate of the Learning Forward Academy, class of 2019. She recently retired in July of 2022 and is currently figuring out what God has in store for her. In this episode, we discuss Jill's journey through rediscovering herself after retiring from serving schools as a principal. And the importance of a network and to stay positive and strong as well as her journey into education. And we talk about Jill's faith journey as well as how that informs her mentorship philosophy. Friends, I am so grateful that Jill joined me. We have known one another for I don't even know how long, but several years, certainly before this podcast started, she was on an episode with the wise women a long, long time ago. And she finally agreed to be on this episode this month alone. And I am so grateful because there is so much wisdom and calm and peace that comes from Jill's story. Um, She's one of the most authentic people that I've ever met. And I know that there's going to be such a beautiful mission in her message today for you, my friends. So without further ado, it is my joy to bring to you Jill Maris's mentorship story. Welcome, my friend, Jill Maris, to the In Awe podcast. It is about time, my special friend. (laughs) Good morning. Hello. (laughs) I'm so glad that we get to have this conversation today, and then through that, listeners get to have this wonderful message It's going to land right where they need it. I'm so grateful that you chose to join. And of course, you know I read your bio at the beginning, but would you like to share with us what is your current context as recording? What are you up to (laughs) right now?
1: Well, it's good to be here, Sarah. I am currently retired. I retired in July of 2022 from a high school position that I was um, principal for nine years, um, but 19 years in the district first as a special ed teacher and um, special ed coordinator, and then assistant principal for curriculum instruction, and then finally the high school principal for the last nine years. And so, um, my current context is trying to figure out how. um, what exactly God's calling me to do in this last third part of my life, probably. And um, <laughs> just um, soaking up with a lot of gratitude for the extra time to just kind of focus on myself and relationships around me.
0: Well, congratulations. I am so excited that you are a year into that retirement and kind of a new phase where you have the opportunity to kind of get past that original shock of ripping that title off. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Yes. To, do you want to share a little bit? Um, and I think we're going to be able to uncover a lot of really beautiful elements to your story. But after serving for a whole lifetime in a career, and especially nine years as a high school principal, we know, you and I both know, and anybody listening who's ever served that understands that there's just a lot of layers there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that, what was that like um, in the first, you know, month or two or, or three mm-hmm. transitioning out of that uh, identity with that role? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's crazy. It probably took me a good six months to unwrap and try to start rewrapping because um, you're definitely on a hamster wheel in those kinds of roles. And you don't even real. I didn't realize the magnitude of it. And so it, it the crazy part was i retired on july 1st and on july 5th i was up at the lake with my family in wisconsin and we got a text about 7:30 that morning that a microburst had come through the district and ripped part of the gym roof off of our high school and it was such a, a surreal moment to realize oh my gosh like that that panic and the fear and and just the magnitude of the work that was going to have to happen and then realizing wait that's not my job anymore but i just put <laughs> this into the hands of this guy that i care deeply about and oh my <laughs> so um but it was it was a, a real wake up of just i'm so used to going to bed every night checking my texts and checking my emails and then waking up in the morning and and that's the first thing you do to see What are you going to be faced with when you get in? I mean, everything from foggy weather and worried about the kids driving in to did anything happen to a staff or a student the night before and prepping for meetings and things like that. And so I remember about a month in coming downstairs and saying to my husband, I have zero emails in my box this morning. (laughs) What a great feeling that was. But. At the same time, we have five children together, and our oldest is 33, but the youngest was a junior in high school last year, and my original plan was that she and I were going to retire together, and we just kind of figured out financially, I really didn't need those last two years, and it also, my not being there, gave her a couple of years to just be high school student by herself without her mom as her principal, and so decided to kind of walk away at that point, and then, and then in exchange, we brought a exchange student from Germany to come live with us, a 15-year-old exchange student from Germany, and um, so that first six months was really walking away from the high school and then walking into being the mom of two high school girls, and um, how do we get our house ready for her and, and our, our family ready to just welcome her in, too. Um, but I think that as I kind of tried to peel away those pieces, um, there, there is definitely a losing of that title. That's, that's strange. Um, probably the six months prior to retirement though, that movement of people away from you as they get ready to adjust to a new principle and new goals and new directives and, um, you know, there's some points in that last year that your voice can come across a little bit stronger because you are able to walk away from it, <laughs> and you know I think there were some intentional conversations that I was able to have, but you also have to get used to your voice not mattering as much and and not being needed, and and those are all good things. You know, I I kept having to remind myself that um, my goal was to make the place ready for a new admin team and so when they're being successful that means i actually was meeting some of those goals even though it feels hard and kind of a rejection at times it still was was the right thing for the place and and caring deeply about the staff and the students at that high school i had to just keep reminding myself that that was that was the right thing but then i think like 6 months in i was i, I remember very distinctly after christmas and family had been home and you know all the hustle and bustle of the holidays that first day back and my husband went back to work and the two girls went back to school and I'm like, okay, now, now what about me? What am I supposed to be doing here? And they, they literally came home from supper for supper that night and we're sitting at the table and I'm like, just wanting to chatter, chatter, chatter with them. And they were just emotionally exhausted from a day of work and school and and they're like not wanting to talk, and I I said, but I've been sitting here waiting all day long. And my my daughter literally said, but mom, that's not my problem. And I thought, yep, yeah, you're you're right. It's it's not. It's I do need to now kind of refocus and figure out what are my goals for the coming six months. And so I tried to turn it around, of just like you do as you enter a new semester. There's that intentional goals and what are our steps to get to that place. And so starting to focus on myself in that same way and able to finally stop and listen to myself and and experiencing emotions that I had difficulty doing in that rat race and focusing more on my health, focusing more on just reading for pleasure, (laughs) which was a bizarre thought and just slowly trying to figure out who it is that I want to be. In this next phase of life, and and um, it, it it takes a while to pause our souls enough to really listen to hear what's being said, and uh, still figuring that out. I, I i i don't i don't know exactly what the solution and the, the next steps are, but i'm i'm convinced that there are next steps, and and it's exciting to start walking into that path.
0: Mm, well, all listeners needed to do was just. Uh, cuddle up right next to you on the <laughs> couch uh, in this moment as you're processing. I feel healing just listening to you. I wanted to mention that Jill and I have been connected for a good little while. We're talking, has it almost been a decade? I mean, uh, I can't even believe close. that. Yeah. It is. And, you know, after listening to your journey and kind of being just loosely connected in this last year since you left, Loose, more loosely than I'd like to be. <laughs> but uh, knowing some of this stuff and myself, and knowing what a powerful mentor you were in my life when I made the decision to leave for different reasons. I didn't retire. But everything that you described was so relatable that it took all of that time because also, you know, I had left my position giving well advanced notice. And so that same. Kind of really wise way that you framed your you know experience with the voice of really wanting to leave it well and and some of that disconnect that's natural and you want to happen just resonated right back with me and also just remembering what a calming presence you were for me being a mentor just always kind of seeing things without even having to experience them you just really have that gift Jill. And so, hearing it from you, I know that there's a listener that's either right in the middle of that six month period of wretchedness, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, or somebody who is just about to enter it, or or an individual that could have just come out of it. There's such beauty in you sharing that whole process. You know, I, I think that as educators, as you mentioned, whether it's the the principalship, which I actually do think is next level hamster wheel. Or other roles that you're serving, I think that is accurate. We get so um, numb to the challenges that we're facing that we really, we can cope in positive ways and unhealthy ways and all the ways. But at the end of the day, the job, the position is so very stressful. Some of it's good stress. Some of it's very toxic stress. But the truth of the matter is that we don't spend time processing that until then you realize okay it's you're done and so when you just described that fact that it took six months, what did the process of healing look like for you because you said you're able to kind of finally focus on yourself a little bit what were some of the things that you did coming out of that kind of moment? <laughs> yeah yeah
1: and you know it's it's interesting too I think when you add on being a female and a mom on top of those roles, you know, we're just so used to taking care of other people that we often forget to take care of ourselves. And, and so I think some of the things that I ended up doing was um, with the exchange student, it was important to me to k- kind of keep track for all of us of what all we accomplished during that year. And so I started journaling First, just with the intention of keeping track of those fun things that we did and, you um, know, recording what what happened when was homecoming, dances that they went to, things like that. But I found myself also then using it as a way to just kind of track how I was doing each day to um, being mindful of the things that I was reading you know, it, it was definitely fun to do the fiction books and, and romance and all those kinds of es- escape novels, um, but to also be a little bit more mindful to doing some personal self-growth learning and um, in what I listen to in podcasts and yours being one of them, Sarah. <laughs> um, but that that kind of thing was, was helpful. I, I definitely was more mindful as those six months went on of just my exhaustion that stayed, even though I didn't have to get up at certain times and have the same daily pressures, but the fatigue was still there. So knowing that I needed to just work on my health and my diet and, and some exercise and focusing on just being, realizing when I was exhausted, realizing when I was down or, or feeling fatigued and trying to figure out why, because Never was able to do that before, never never knew or took the time i guess even to to do it before this I never realized how truly addicted to sugar I was until <laughs> you walk away from all of that, and you know it was just the go to for me of stress,
0: okay, <laughs> grab the sugar and
1: yeah, it took, it took
0: I just joked this week that I said that the principals who like me that were unhealthy in that way, uh, were elf <laughs> <laughs> yes. a couple of food groups and yes. you just get that quick energy bang and you yes. don't even know what that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. you, cause a lot of times you don't have time for anything else.
1: Right. And, and, and drinking water, you know, when you're in education, <laughs> you just don't do that because <laughs> there's not time to go to the bathroom in between all of those things. And so, um, to to be able to have my own timeline and drink all the water that I really need to be drinking has been good too.
0: So beautiful. And one other thing that I was thinking about, because you said that there's that added layer, the intersectionality of being a leader and being a mom Mm -hmm. um, and a wife. And I know that you have so many other roles too, that you serve in your faith community and, and all the things. Uh, But I've always been stunned by you and your parenting journey, you know, that you have Mm -hmm. these five kids and that you uh, have this wonderful teenager. And I was just thinking with such great joy about the fact that you get to experience her last two years in a way that you would not be able to, even if you saw her every day. Right. It's just that intentionality that is there now, I'm assuming, that it wouldn't be if you were back in that role. So and having the foreign exchange student too, which is really kind of cool. What is the landscape looking forward? This is her senior year.
1: This is her senior year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. Ellie is the youngest of five, but there's about seven years between her and number four. So for a lot of her life, she's been kind of an only child and it's, which is, it's funny because it was so chaotic with, with all the older ones around and, and just the calmness. But we joke about sitting at the supper table and she's the only one there that gets to carry on the conversation. When you've got four kids sitting at the table, if someone doesn't feel like talking, it's not quite so obvious as it is <laughs> as it is for her. Or we joke about um, you know, things being left, left around the house. There's no one left to blame it on anymore <laughs> either. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been fun to just soak up this last one more time. And it's funny, I was meeting with a friend recently who just stepped away from education is trying to find a corporate job. And. She said she was bound and determined to get a calendar that started in January and ended in the end of December. I thought I didn't even realize that they made those things; <laughs> those exist in certain industries.
0: Beard, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So it was kind of fun this year, just for the, one more time filling out when is homecoming, when's prom, and graduation, and all those all those fun things, and, and just soak it up one more time.
0: Uh, i'm just so i it's such a it's a gift i think and to hear you too because one of your mentorships in in my life and i know that of people that i don't even know in your life is that calming presence that you have um as a parent and um you know that also you just have some really cool insights into parenting and every time i listen to you uh, you know we're connected in a boxer group mm-hmm. um but i feel more confident in my own parenting, just hearing how you do things, which is on, it's, it's on me to listen to that. But I just think that you have such a natural ability about you to make people feel seen and loved and yet, you know, a leadership. I can only imagine what it was like to work with you in a school <laughs> setting. You. you know, it was
1: interesting, Sarah, as I was reflecting for this time together, I remember that when I got the principal position, several people mentioned that they were looking forward to just the nurturing atmosphere, the nurtured atmosphere. And at first I found that, um, I don't, not, not insulting, but kind of demeaning. Like, like I would hope that there was so much more to my leadership than being nurturing. But then as I got going, I realized it is a strength and and it's something that it was needed at the building. And I think that was part of the reason why I got the job and not necessarily why the committee picked me for the job, but I think higher powers knew that it was needed. And so once I was able to just embrace that and, and see the benefit of it, it was a very bruised staff. We had had over a 10 year period prior to my taking the principal, we had a new principal every two years So five five principals in ten years. You can just imagine how rejected the staff felt. Rightfully so. So we we really just took that first year to just focus on loving on each other and rebuilding our school spirit and remembering why we were there and taking care of each other. Because without that, it's hard to make the goals even even focus on the the academic goals you know and that's what we we strive to do that in our classrooms to make sure that we create that environment first and so we needed to do that as a staff and as a building to rebuild that school spirit
0: yeah. it's i feel like there's so many school systems that would be described that way you know right now is that bruised and so what a beautiful revelation of yours to to realize that that nurturing is actually a, a superpower, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially given, I think, all of the uh, challenges associated with bringing an organization to a healthy level after the kind of coherence has broken down mm-hmm. so much from all of that turnover. Yeah, <laughs> uh, trust issues, like you said, that you know people have a feeling of rejection, but there's also just organizational trust that inevitably fails when you have that much turnover as a result of the whole thing. So that is really beautiful. And knowing that you gave them nine gorgeous years of that stability is really awesome.
1: You know, it was interesting. I went into special education simply because there was a scholarship available. <laughs>
0: Okay, I need
1: to hear uh, a little bit more about that. <laughs> I was I was literally my senior year in high school sitting in my English class, and this, the counselor came in and said, hey, we've got these scholarships for special ed. And my girlfriends and I looked at each other, I said, I don't even know what special ed is, <laughs> but I think I want to be a teacher, so let me fill this out. And it ended up to be a full-ride scholarship, which was incredible. But I look back, and I, again, see God's hand in all of that, because... You know, when, when your focus is special ed, it's not on one subject, it's on the person. And it's it's a matter of walking beside somebody and figuring out what are your strengths and how do we utilize those? Where are your areas of weakness and how do we find tools to help you to be confident in that area and, and grow despite some of those things? And I was able to then, I think, take that same kind of desire to help everybody to be the best that they can be from teaching into administration because that's the you're wanting the same thing you're you're wanting to help them where they're at and trying to figure out how to grow and be better and and i think i do the same thing as as a mom and a friend you know that's i've been very very fortunate to have some amazing friends around um, and family to just kind of walk beside and be really authentic i think our boxer group is a prime example of that people just coming on and sharing the reality of life when it's really really hard and when it's fun too and and um, just being willing to be vulnerable and open and authentic in all of that, I think helps us to to grow and truly help people to be the best they can be.
0: Absolutely, and I just love hearing how you could identify that your um, profession ended up becoming, you know, a way to. St- practice that and enhance it and that you have it in your personal life too. Mm -hmm. And I do really see how, what a fun story that that (laughs) just led you into this wonderful career. And I was actually thinking about the fact that that can absolutely continue to serve you. There's no, at some point, you know, you don't need to be on that hamster wheel and monetize anything. But I'm most certain that when you think about uh, moving forward with those personal goals, because you said that there's something, you know, next for you, you're just not quite sure what it is. And spending the time and healing is going to serve you and the people around you so much more than if you tried to just get busy again. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. But so. I can't help but think that something in the path of just helping people to come to their best, highest self is on your journey. And I remember one time a couple years ago, we talked about how at some point, because you felt like you were kind of called to share a story and you weren't yet sure how that was going to happen. And you kind of painted this picture. Do you remember what I'm talking about of like this tapestry? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Does that ring for you right now? Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
1: I I think when I feel insecure about what's coming and, and truly that insecurity comes in wanting it to be incredible and wanting to do my part to make it incredible when you don't know what you're aiming for, that's hard. And And so I, I find myself looking back over the first, I'm, I'm 58 right now. And so looking over those first 58 years and just able to see the end picture of what God created in our family that I never would have dreamt of, in my career that I never would have dreamt of, in the depth of friendships that I never would have dreamt of, in my faith that I never would have dreamt of. It's so beautiful on the top, and when you turn it over and you see all the threads and the intricacies of of all the pieces that got me to this stage, I I know that I will get to the end of this next one and the same thing will happen. It's just hard to picture what that top cover looks like right now.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, there's just listening to you process that is such a calming wisdom to hear. And one of the things that I just love about your nature and your spirit is that, you know, you've mentioned faith several times, you know, you've mentioned leadership. There is a wonderful welcoming about your, about you as a person. I mean, we've been through some really interesting controversies in the last yeah. couple of years in our country. And when you talk about like the Voxer group staying together and people have definitely expressed, let's just put it in the political realm, right? Mm-hmm. Like political mm-hmm. opinions. And somehow Jill's always able to come in and create the salve for, you know, strong feelings. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know else how to put that. <laughs> and and kind of guide to this like temperate vision that you have. And I just think that's so gorgeous. This
1: podcast is a proud member of the teach better podcast network, better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get back to the episode.
0: So, okay. I have just a couple more things that I want to peel apart from your story, because I'm thinking in terms of mentorship, you know, you mentor widely, you mentor locally, you do in your family. Um, you have at some point um, worked with uh, faith community leadership. And I'm curious about where, I mean, your story a little bit, how did that evolve? You said you weren't sure that you'd be 58 years ago, that it would become to your faith. What does that element of your life Look like that journey. Yeah,
1: you know it's it's interesting because I I think I'm just growing up. I grew up in the church and and it was always a part of my life. But when we first had our first three kids and they were little, I was fortunate to have a few years where I was home with them and um, involved in some women's Bible studies that would meet once a week. And um, I I think through that experience, I really learned how to just settle up beside people and and do life together and and share those stories. I'll I'll never forget, Um, this would have been in, let me see, like the early 90s, mid 90s. And and this is right when the jogging suits were really popular. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember one time going in to, to the small group at our church and I'm all decked out in my jogging suit and I, you know, the pants and the jacket and I've got two little kids and an a older daughter that are, that are all walking with me and we've all got our jogging suits on. Well, you can't carry kids wearing jogging suits and they're wearing jogging suits and they're just sliding up and down. And I remember just thinking, okay god i I get it i need I need help
0: <laughs> I need help and that's
1: never been an easy thing for me to admit to myself or to other people but i needed it and and it was perfect timing to be walking in into that so that was probably the the really good solid part as as a mom but then my husband and I have been fortunate to be in some amazing small groups sometimes we've led sometimes we have just participated um but that whole idea of truly breaking bread together and sharing thoughts and life experiences and learning from each other I mean there's we've we've gone through some tough things as parents and I always keep thinking if if all of that pain and hardness can benefit somebody else then it is so worth it it is so worth it and I find as I'm going through tough times there's always somebody around that God's put in my path that has gone through something similar and I can learn from it and benefit from that heartache from them too. And, and the joys too, you know, sometimes when you're in the middle of, um, all of, all of the hecticness of, of little kids around the house, it's hard to pause and just find the joy. <laughs> and yes, mm-hmm. so, so important. My oldest daughter right now has, um, three kids that are, um, going into fourth, second and kindergarten. So first time with them all in school all day long. And, we were over there last night and just watching the chaos of summer in that moment. And it's, it, you know, when you're standing outside, you can just, it's fun watching it all. And and just also remembering that overwhelming, oh, can someone just go to bed so I can just have five minutes to myself (laughs) (laughs) time period. That's, that's hard too. So. Yes. But, but seeing God in all of that, you know, Paul and I had, like I said, we have the five kids and um, Ellie, our youngest came when we were both 42 years old. And sure as heck, that was not my plan. (laughs) That was definitely God's plan and not mine. And it's a constant reminder that his plans are so far above and beyond anything I would ever even dream of planning myself. And I think he just keeps reminding me that on a regular basis. And I think I think the same will will come in this next phase of life too.
0: Without question. And I'm so glad that we got a chance to hear that from you because it's enduring and it's sustainable. And that message that you share of, you know, the hard parts of, of faith, but also understanding that you can sit in that, um, you can gather community and that you can get through the hard things together with unwavering hope. And I think that is the key, right? Is, understanding that. And and for listeners, you know, everybody has their own belief structures and all of these things and uh, I just find yours to be such an inspiring way of looking at life that there's a reason and even through the hard stuff, you know, the the state and steady, the joy, I think we need to remember that. And as you describe your daughter's world, I was just kind of chuckling too because I was thinking, well, we're in the next phase of tweens and teens for the first time ever and there are, you know, similarities, but so different where you have to just be grateful in the moment for that present moment that you may have together. And it might just be such a little glimpse, but it's there and to mark it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Oh, no no kidding. kidding. We, were,
1: <laughs> we were sitting on the front porch the other day and just thinking about all five of our kids and realizing there's just something going on in each one of their lives right now that just needs to be covered in prayer. And um, what a blessing it is to be able to do that. And also to know you've got parents that are doing that for us that it's not just that momentarily 18 years of life together, but it's a, it's a lifelong,
0: it's a lifelong blessing. Um. No doubt. Okay, Jill. I am so grateful for you. Listeners, you should know that I have nagged Jill to be on this podcast <laughs> for all 5 years that it's been going. Um uh, but we knew, I think we both knew that this was the right time to share your story and I can feel that for myself. Um you know, even as you said that one of the things that you want to be able to do is just to help people through, you know, just to sit alongside them and listeners, she did that to, for me just prior to this interview. I can, you know, give that testimony that um you know, I know for sure that you are purposed and your work is beautiful on this earth for all of us. And I'm so very grateful that I now get the opportunity to amplify your incredible voice on this podcast. And even though I joke, finally, I know it was perfectly timed. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. All right. So now I have to ask those two standard questions that I ask everyone. Are you ready for those? I think so. Okay. So if you could write a letter to yourself at any age or stage, what would you say?
1: I think I would write it to myself right now, and just to remind myself that it's okay that I don't know what the future is going to be bringing. To just remember that it's in God's hand and it's His plan, and that's going to be better than anything I could even even imagine or create myself. And then just to focus on the relationships that He's putting in my life, ones from the past and new ones yet to come, because. I think he often teaches me and grows me through those relationships, and I, I think that's where the, I'm going to find my answers through those times of reflection and and just spending enjoy too with with people around me.
0: Yes, and to enjoy that, yeah, <laughs> it's really beautiful. And so, uh, as listeners know by now, I think that letter to yourself was meant for a message to land for listeners. And I'm most certain that that one did. And it did for me too. getting back into a cycle of not certain of, you know, what my days will look like, but knowing that this is the path that I'm supposed to be on and just to sit in the presence of that and not try to keep planning something else that's not supposed to be Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. (laughs) All right. So um, how about this one? If listeners find themselves in a pit of fear or doubt, what could you say to help them rise up out of it?
1: When I was thinking of this question, the Avett brothers have a song that kept running through my head and it's be true to yourself and the rest will fall in place. And I just I just find myself if I if I can just calm myself down and and just be true to who God's made me to be, I think the rest will fall in place. And so um, I just would encourage people to find people to put in your life that can also be authentic with you and do life with you. At the same time, it's important, not only are we looking for people, but it's important for us to be that person for other people to be willing to bring our true and authentic selves to other people because they're needing it too. And then I think that it's interesting, every time God asks me to teach something to somebody else, it's usually because it's something that I need to be learning myself. (laughs) the best way to learn it is to be responsible for teaching somebody else. Right. And so I think that being mindful of what is it that I need to be teaching and and what is it truly at the bottom line that I need to be learning because of that. And that just that we're continually growing, you know, I I'm thankful that I'm not right now who I'm going to be at the end that I still, I still get to still get to grow. I, I remember one time someone saying that our lives are all just like a snapshot of a picture. And, you know, at any point that's just a picture of what it is at that moment. It's not, it's not the whole movie. It's just that, that moment. And, and that's a good thing because um, no matter where we're at, we're going to keep growing and we're going to keep getting better. And that's a good goal in itself.
0: Oh, absolutely. And you did not disappoint with that answer. (laughs) I know the listeners are going to get so much out of that. And as I was listening, so much struck me. But one of the pieces that I acknowledge is that from what you said, is that when we are struggling, we know that we're teaching too, and that this journey is, you know, it's consistently there. But even we don't have to be in a space of deficit to feel fear either. Yes. <laughs> you know, like a lot of times, you know, I say we're in the pit of fear or doubt, but that that just inside of ourselves, like that can be, you're teaching others this lesson that you're learning right alongside Damn. them. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. So I just, I appreciate so much about what you said. And I got to tell you, it will come to you, I know, but your voice is certainly meant to, echo throughout the ages. You know, this podcast is so grateful to have it, but I can't wait to see where your path leads and how you're going to end up serving, you know, more broadly now that you have some space and time to do that. And your talents are so rich and vast. And I'm so honored that I got to have you on this podcast, Jill. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate it. (laughs) Okay. So listeners now need to know how they can get in touch with you after this interview, should they feel that need to.
1: Yeah, I, I'd love to say that I, I put out like inspirational things, but <laughs> in this retirement, I'm, I'm mostly right now just absorbing, but I would love to walk alongside people if, if there's any way that I can. So um, I do have an Instagram, jmaris64 and boxer, and then also um, my
0: email as well. Awesome. So listeners, you know that uh, we will get those linked up so that you can connect with Jill because even though you said you're not producing content, uh, just even being in proximity to you is a wonderful thing. So thank you so much. Um, Just wishing you all the rich blessings as you enter into this second year of figuring out what it is that you're going to be doing or resting and whatever that happens to be. It's all good. And it's beautiful. And I'm so grateful that you joined me.
1: And I am thankful to have you in my life, Sarah, because you have definitely been a, a blessing to me as well in this walk. And I know you will continue to be. That's a blessing.
0: Likewise, my friend.